What's brewing, ATX? I'm Ian Grossman, and as always, I'm alongside my co-hosts, Jonathan Ratcliffe. What's going and on? Greg Carlson. Howdy. Thanks for tuning in today. We've got a great one for you as we are joined by Anna and Sean Sullivan, local Austin entrepreneurs and the duo behind Real Food Bars. Mm. Thank you guys for stopping by. Thanks for having us. It's going to be a good one. Uh, Anna and Sean are here to share their stories about how a frustration with healthy snack options turned into a full-blown business idea. So we are excited for this one. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a quick reminder, this podcast is your one-stop shop for all things ATX, from tips on the food and beverage scene, to developments in the real estate world, to interviews with local small businesses, like Real Food Bar, and those making a big impact in our community. And of course, each week we feature a local beer, wine, or spirit, so you can get your little taste of what Austin has to offer. And as always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Brewing ATX. Hit that subscribe button wherever you tune into your podcast. If you like what you hear, give us that five-star rating. and maybe Five stars. Five stars. Do it for Greg. Maybe drop a nice little comment in there. Let us know if you have any suggestions on topics or guests that may be perfect for the show. We're always open to suggestions. And be sure to stick around for the weekly brew. Brew. At the end of the episode, where we talk about an iconic Austin eatery oh. that is unfortunately closing its doors after 80 years oh, bummer. in business. Huh. But before we get started with our topic, everyone looks thirsty. It's a Are it's thirsty? happy hour. You guys thirsty? Yeah, we're thirsty. Jonathan, came to the right place. tell us what we're drinking today. <laughs> so we are drinking Adelbert's Brewery. Uh, in particular, this is called Buzzbait Blonde. Buzzbait. Um, so, a little bit about the brewery. Since its founding in 2011, Adelbert's Brewery has grown to become an award-winning microbrewery in Austin, Texas. Mm. They use non-GMO bohemian floor-malted barley, Ooh, noble hops, and fresh yeast propagated at the brewery. Floor-malted? Yeah, I don't know what that means. But All right. Sounds cool. It sounds cool. <laughs> Adelbert's Brewery is a tribute to the founder, Scott Hupp. Scott Hovey's brother, George Adelbert, huh. a.k.a. Del uh, Hovey. Del always took time to enjoy a beer with family and friends, recounting his travels from around the world. So each of these beer, um, the names of the beers, uh, are basically told after the stories that Del um, loved to share. Hmm. So they took his spirit of adventure and put it into each of the beers. Thus, you can enjoy a vast variety of um of styles and one that best suits you. So just a quick, some of the names are pretty wild. One's called the Naked Nun, the Philosophizer. Oh gosh. The, scra- the Scratching Hip, the Flying Monks, what? Triple B, Sun, Sun Downer. Just some weird ones. Yeah. Um, we but anyway, today? we have a blonde ale today. Again, it's called the Buzzbait Blonde. And a little bit about the Buzzblade Bomb. Buzz you know Bait Blonde before we, before we crack yeah. it open. Um, for Dell, fishing and drinking were one and the same. He loved to fish. So this crisp, refreshing blonde ale is the perfect beer for warm weather sipping. Thus, we're getting into the warm weather, I'd say. Um, what are we hitting, 90s now? Oh, yeah. Hints of honey and peach blend with a Sladek hops 
to bring forth a bright and balanced <laughs> beer. Sladek, what, never heard of Honey and that. peaches? Honey and peach. Oh, this is going to be sweet. So, it's best mm. paired with really caprice salad, grilled shrimp, oh. spicy Thai, and french fries. I'm salivating. How about some right. plant-based food yeah. bars? Yeah. Let's get that works. going. Let's crack her open. Yeah. Cheers, folks. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you again yeah, for coming. Thanks. Yeah. Boop. Boop, boop. Yeah. Oh, freshly. Just missed. I had this in the freezer too for a good mm. 20 minutes before this, so. It's good flavor. Yeah. I like it. It's, yeah, it's definitely refreshing. Yeah. Perfect time for this uh, this season. Wait, why does it say crushable on the can? Hmm. Any guesses? Oh, this is all about the, I forgot to mention, the yeah. way they make their cans. Yeah. Um, I guess they're. It's like a softer. It's soft. Does it feel softer? It feels right? a little soft. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So they want they encourage you to crush them and recycle. And recycle. Them. Yeah. Oh. So they're doing good for the. Gotta love that. For good our, for the environment. For our thirst and for the environment. Yeah. yeah. Like it. Cool. Sweet. So how about our topic, which is more important, the real food bar? Ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've all been waiting for. <laughs> this week, as said before, we have Anna and Sean Sullivan owners and founders of Real Food Bar, a health bar that's actually healthy. Did Finally. I get that right? <laughs> yes. You did. Finally. Fantastic. So, yeah, we got, got quite a bit of questions here today because we want to hear a little bit about the backstory and, and about yourself. So, what uh, if you were to tell us, what's your story? We're going to leave that nice and open-ended for Take you. Take it the way you want. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Our story, we started, uh, really I should I rewind about two years ago. Just two over. years? Yeah, about a little over two years ago, wow. Sean and I were um, living in a small little apartment in Michigan, uh, Metro Detroit, um, oh. and we had been married a, maybe a couple of years at that point, and with most millennials coming of age, it's like at some point you have to learn how to cook and meal prep, yeah. and we just like... I think we missed that step or something. We kind of did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was never something that really came easy to me. Uh, yeah. Sean can really attest to that. Eating a lot of Chipotle? No, I was worse than that, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. So my uh, typical breakfast and lunch as I was heading to work was peanut butter paired with something. Whatever sometimes it was bread. Sometimes it was tortillas. Oh, God. <laughs> and that would be breakfast and lunch. And the guys at my office... Yeah. used to tease me and call it my prison rations because I would have water, <laughs> peanut butter, and a tortilla, yeah. and that was it. That and was you let this happen? <laughs> uh, well. And she just wasn't really eating I wasn't as much eating as really should. anything at some points, and, yeah. and Sean was always like, come on, you need to eat something, and I would just go to work, and I would just, like, I was one of those people where if you, you'd have to tell me to eat, otherwise I'd just You'd keep, go the whole day. I would yeah. just go yeah. the whole day without eating. Yeah. My, my aunt's like that. Just for 25 years of working, she worked with J.P. Morgan, she's like a higher up, and she would just not eat all day. She would eat one meal in the evening, mm -hmm. and it was like yeah. a salad. I'm like... yeah. One meal? Yeah. And I was like, Anna, you have to eat. I know I'm not eating well, but I'm doing better than you are. <laughs> yeah, that was totally me. And so we would like go into work and not really be eating anything or packing anything. And Sean was so good about packing meals. But um, one thing that's our pet peeve is food waste. And so oh. 
we'd forget to like we try we'd be so well-meaning and like try to pack a meal um for lunch and then we just forget it in the hmm. fridge and it would go bad and you don't really want that yeah um or we just not eat or you end up spending so much money at lunch every day going out to eat oh, yeah, that's, that's like not that. really realistic either so i'd often be grabbing for you get desperate at some points you grab for the like candy jar at work and, oh no and that's pretty awful it's pitiful when like that's your lunch um yeah so we found ourselves eating bars a lot then because that was an easy thing that we could just buy and what were some it doesn't go bad well yeah. and that was part of the problem was that at the time we were buying all kinds of bars because we were trying to find something that had enough nutrition in it that had a lot of protein in it that didn't have a lot of sugar in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you weren't going for like the chewy granola bar, or were you? Right. I definitely, so you, well, I had yeah, a phase I mean, we, where I went through those, those yeah. but they would give me an awful stomach ache. Sure. Yeah, and we really, we wanted something more than that, and then, you know, you could have Quest bars, which have a ton of protein, and are, you know, great if you're working out and just trying to get a lot of protein. Mm-hmm. But if you're actually trying to eat healthy then I don't want to be eating a bar that has artificial sugar in it and sugar alcohol and stuff like that. I wanted something with actual natural ingredients. Yeah. And so we really struggled to find anything that balanced all of this stuff out that we wanted. That if we're skipping breakfast and we want a really healthy snack to just grab and go, Yeah. Um, we just had such a hard time finding anything that did all of that. Because there's yeah. nothing. There really isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So then how does that, how do you go into starting a food bar company? Yeah, well, we started making the bars at home. We had a food processor and we're like, well, we always, both of us were kind of uh, those type of people that if something isn't out there, we can do it ourselves. We've always kind of been scrappy like that. And um, we're like, yeah, we could do this. So we started making them um, with our food processor and just just for just, yourself, just for ourselves, yeah. Okay. really. Yeah, oh. yeah. And yeah. so we but would like scavenge around. Well. Yeah, no. did you yeah, make like, like a salad bar? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. There were definitely some phases Ooh. of the bars that looked like <laughs> they that. It went through a lot of bad. Phases. It went through yeah, a lot yeah, of bad phases. I was gonna phases. say. I mean, I I don't even know where to start to make a bar that's a bar and not just a blob of. Yeah. Mess. Yeah. So we yeah. we started doing research on you know things that we wanted in the bar. Yeah. And huh. you know obviously we wanted you know fruits in it. And we wanted vegetables in it. And we wanted to get you know protein in it in some way. Um, but as you start combining all these things together, none of these things stick together very well. That's nice. yeah. I would imagine yeah. that's the hardest right. part. Right. So you, you blend a whole bunch of healthy things together. Now it doesn't really stick. And the dates. The dates definitely were. And so one day, Anna got home from something, and I was like, Anna, I made this great bar. Tastes great. Sticks together really well. Try it. Tasted awesome. She tried it. It was awesome. And then I went back and did the research on, like, the nutrition facts of the bar I had just made and realized it had 35 grams of sugar in it. Oh. And I was like, hmm. That kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's why it tasted so good. Right. It tasted great because it was mostly sugar. Um, But I had used so many dates to stick it together okay yeah um so we ended up adding a little bit of honey tars and that kind of helps you could have less dates a little bit of honey Mm. 
Uh, honey is the most natural form of sugar, mm -hmm. so that seemed like a good compromise. Uh, but even then, with all of that, we still kind of struggled to make it healthy and stick together. And Anna went to Michigan State. Um, so her degree is from Michigan State, and Michigan State has a really good egg department. Egg? Egg? Egg. Agriculture. Like agriculture. So yeah, so that department back in Michigan had a It's like a food innovation center. Yeah, like a program that was completely free. Really? And for any huh. people trying to start food businesses, you could go talk with their consultants and they would help you in any way that they could in the world yeah That's awesome. it was crazy so yeah. i you didn't I went, have to go to the school or anything or you did go she to had been to the school yeah, but you didn't have to actually you didn't be a have part to of but that kind of like helped make the connection sure okay. That's yeah. Nice. yeah and then i just met with a guy and i was like hey this is i mean we're trying to do this but we're struggling and he goes well why don't i do a bunch of research for you on co-packers that i could connect you with who mm. could you know have some you know, more scientific background who could actually... Well, I was going to ask you that. Do either of you have a science background? No, no but we've definitely learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I love Yeah, that. a lot of research, yeah. learned a lot. Um, but we were stuck kind of on that one thing. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, sure, go ahead and like help us out. Mm -hmm. So for free, he did a bunch of research for us, came back and said, you know, here's a bunch of co-packers around the country that would be willing to work with you and help you kind of finalize your recipe. And so we picked one out in LA actually. Okay. And started working with them and we gave them what we had come up with at that point. And the, you know, thing that they contributed, there was this missing piece that allowed everything to stick together was that the bars use tapioca fiber. Which is not something that we were just going to, A, know to use. Sure. B, I wasn't going to find that at the grocery store. Yeah. Um, and so they added the tapioca fiber, which helps it bind together, but that also improves the fiber content. So not only does it help to stick together, but it made them even healthier than before. Yeah. And we were like... But is that... Is tapioca, tapioca fiber, like, is that an ingredient on... If you look at any yep. other bar, is that one of the listed ingredients? Yeah, there are various Some bars. types of fiber that most bars use. Okay. Um, tapioca fiber is a little bit more natural, and it's a soluble fiber, so it means that it'll be slow digesting in your stomach and will keep you full longer. So that's an added benefit mm. there. It's very easy to digest. So, yeah, so it, it allowed it to bind together. And then, you know, a lot of other bars, even though some might have fiber and some advertise that they're high in fiber. Mm -hmm. A lot of them use other kinds of fiber that don't digest as well in your stomach. Um, and it ends up giving people digestive issues or you know things like that. And so because we've used the tapioca fiber, it doesn't do that, but it's still high in fiber, okay. which is a really nice benefit. Yeah. That's but an interesting find. They, yeah. Well, this guy, you, you yeah. might not have ever known. If, 
Yeah, it was yeah. it was really cool how that kind of all worked together. In That's little, the people out pieces. in L.A. that brought that. Yes, yeah, so they brought that yeah. piece to okay. the puzzle. <clears throat> yeah. So what's the just if you don't mind me asking, when you go to Michigan State to talk to them about this, is there like a you know we'll help you do this and we'll be a part of the company or have a small stake or anything like that or yeah, what's the catch? No, no, no it's going to be true. <laughs> Did you even know it was awesome. a company? Like, it, was, it wasn't a company by then. It was just like you right. trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, at that point, yeah, it's yeah. just trying to figure it out. Um, for them, they just wanted to promote uh, Michigan-based businesses. Mm. So they wanted us to be a, a success story that they could then yeah. promote uh, local companies. Um, but we've now since moved the company over to Texas here. So um, Thanks, Michigan State. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so when did that... When did that transition happen? Yeah. So we moved to Texas about a year ago, and then the company officially got transferred to an Austin-based company uh, about six months ago. Yeah. Something like that. As we're launching into major retail. So so tell us then, you've, you get the bar. I'm sure you've got a couple variations of it at this point, or you're starting to. How does that then go to, hey, let's let's make this something? you both have full-time jobs yeah 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 um pillow talk yeah at that point <laughs> yeah, it was kind right. of a leap of faith hey you know like, bars we've been making for lunch we should mass produce some stuff. yeah i think yeah. it was one of those things yeah. where as we were messing with the bars we were mailing samples out to friends Okay. Which was really funny, like some of the reactions and what the bar looked like, and it, like it was falling apart. Some of our early bars were very green, which was mm-hmm. to me, I thought that was great. Yeah, you know, all of the kale that we were putting in the bars. It also looks gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind the green smoothies and the green. I've I've seen green bars and yeah. um, but but my girlfriend on the other hand is like, yeah, I can't touch anything that's green. Like she is not. It's, but to me, it doesn't bother. I can see where it would bother some people, though. Yeah, yeah, we learned very quickly that you can't have a green bar and actually sell it. And, and also the fact that our bars are very popular with moms who want to find a good bar for their kids. Uh, something yeah. that has veggies in it. And a little kid might see a green bar and be detracted from that. Fair yeah. So, so in the, in the yeah. process of mailing these samples out to people, we realized that even though some of our early versions didn't taste great or they looked weird or they didn't stick together, everyone kind of resonated with what we were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you're trying to make this bar that has a good amount of protein, but also this broad nutritional balance where it has kale in it and pea protein and fruits and fiber and all this stuff all together. And so we realized that everybody else that we were sending these samples to liked that concept. And not only that, but they also ate bars in the same way we did regularly, where they would eat a bar for breakfast or Mm -hmm. for lunch or something like that. And I think that kind of just put us on the track of, you know, why don't we turn this into a business? We'd always been thinking about starting our own business and talking about it and kind of mulling over business ideas. Well, it's like crazy because you can spend so much time trying to think of like the next great business idea when it's sitting there right in front of you, it's the struggle you had. Right. It's your yeah. personal, yeah. <laughs> right. And I think that was one of the things that kind of pushed us over the top where as we were looking at some other business ideas, you know, as we thought about this bar concept as a business, 
you know, our first thought was, well, that might be a lot harder to start than software company or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm. But we cared a lot more about the bar business than some random software company or something like that. And we felt like that mattered more. Yeah. 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 It was something that solved a problem that was very close to our hearts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Plus, I told Anna that if we buy a bunch of inventory for our bars and then none of it sells, then we'll just eat it ourselves for yeah, years. Yeah, deal. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of buying other bars, yeah. we'll eat butter tortilla sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm still kind of grossed out by that, <laughs> <laughs> that image. I'm grossed out that I did that. <laughs> so then, so now you have bars. You're decide. You've decided you want to go into production on this. What's the next step? How do you? I'm sure that's months of research and. Analysis. <laughs> yeah. What it costs. How much yeah. you can sell yeah. it for. Distribution. Yeah. So it took a while to go from. You know, here's the idea. We're sending them to. Here's a product. Mm-hmm. And we ended up with one flavor initially, kind of bland, just cardboard packaging, cardboard box that it came in. Mm-hmm. And I guess that was last summer then, that we had. You know, one flavor that we felt like was pretty good, time to get it out in the market. Which flavor? Mm-hmm. So it was the cherry cashew one. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. So. They're all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah. definitely spent the most time on that yeah, one. Yeah, so we spent a lot of time on that one. Um, but about a year ago, we kind of soft launched with that one just a little bit to get it for sale on our website, get some people buying it in the market, and then start taking feedback from other people on what they thought about the flavor, uh, what they thought about the packaging, all that kind of stuff. So you started with just one thing on just, your website? Yes. Yeah. Okay. One bar, we sold it as a single bar or in a 12 pack and that was it. Yeah. Um, and just tried to get it out there a little bit. And then after we got some feedback, we went back and actually stopped selling for a few months and we refined that flavor and then use some of that feedback to develop our next two flavors. Mm. So then about six months ago, we officially had three flavors with full retail packaging ready to go. And then kind of officially launched about you know six or seven months ago. Wow. Dang. So Where does the name come from? <gasps> we kind of went back and forth a little bit on what we should name it. Um, we we wanted something that was very simple and easy to remember and that would resonate with people. So uh, it doesn't take much to realize what this product stands for, real food bar. Yeah, it's um, no-brainer to me. Yeah, so uh, that that's kind of the general idea. Um, we thought think, about real bar for a little while. Yeah, and part of that name just kind of originated out of the way we were describing it as we were talking about it. <laughs> So you what know, are you guys making? A real food bar. Right. Like, here's a real food, food bar. Yeah. Um, and as we were kind of referring it to that, we had a meeting with a nutritionist. And she's like, you know, what you're doing is great. Really like it. And, you know, you guys should just call it, like, real food bar or something. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, I, I think we should. <laughs> We've been thinking the same great thing. Idea. <laughs> wow. Seeing so, it's got a light bulb. Yeah. yeah. So you get one light bulb in Michigan, another one in LA, and another one for your nutritionist. Yep. Right. That's it great. just reaffirmed yeah. what we were already doing and thinking. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. One, of, one of our favorite questions is we all know that starting and running a business can be 
um, can have its hurdles, can be tough. Can you share with us some of your biggest struggles thus far? I mean, we're only six months in now to, and how, and tell us about the distribution and all that now. I've heard you're in Whole Foods, right? We're working on Whole Foods. Um, so hopefully we're in a couple local ones shortly. And then we're launching in uh, quite a few HEBs as mm-hmm. of July 1st. So we'll be in almost 100 HEBs. 100? Yeah. yeah. What, dude? First. Yeah. What? You started with Ooh. a few, and then you went to a hundred. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so how did that work? It, it started off with just a few on a small shelf, and then they sold it well, and they said, let's double this up, or what? So, no. So, mm-hmm. actually, we're in a few small retail, like, specialty stores in Michigan sure. and around Austin. But with HEB, we were having a phone call with the buyer, and, you know, he, I was just kind of telling him the story of you know, how we got started and we, you know, wanted a bar we could eat for breakfast. And he goes, I eat bars for breakfast every day. <laughs> and I think that concept really resonated with him. Yeah. Wow. And it takes. Yeah. So he <laughs> initially was planning to put us in about 15 or 20 stores. Yep. And so that's what we were planning on. And then maybe a couple weeks before we went to buy our inventory, he sends me an email and goes, yeah, and so when you go into 100 stores on July 1st, and I was like, wait a second. No way. No way. He added a zero. Right. I was like, I think I need to clarify this. Yeah. Yeah, and so he just up and decided that, you know, it should be 100 instead of 15 or 20. That's awesome. It was... Surprise. Yeah, luckily... Enough time to be able to order our inventory. Well, what's so. that process like? Do you do you send them some to try, and then maybe do a meet and greet in person? How does that work? Yeah. So our initial contact there was one of their regional healthy living managers, and she really bought into what we were doing, and we sent her some samples. <laughs> she connected us with the buyer, and then we sent him samples. So. Uh, they've had samples all through the levels oh, there, and he's been great to work with. And yeah, so we're excited. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, we had a we had a, another company on here for baby food. It was a Paleo Baby Food one. I don't know if you guys listen to that one. Yeah, I listened to that one. Um, yeah. Serenity Kids. Yeah, seriously, pretty awesome story. Getting into Whole Foods nationwide. I met um, yeah. one of their team members recently. Oh, cool! Really cool story. Yeah. I feel like the concept is similar, yeah. how they were just like blending stuff in yeah. their kitchen. Yeah. It was, yeah. And, and they were, it was they were making them, a puree. It was, yeah, it was a, it was a gut thing. They were having issues all throughout their life with with that. So um, I just thought that was really cool to do it from inception. The baby, you know, the baby food market, which who thinks that that like is so saturated with just sugary, you know, sugary products. But yeah. it just reminded me of the story. Um Maybe you guys need to get set up with them and their Whole Foods Connect. <laughs> yeah, really. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It is a little funny because you often don't realize uh, it's a problem until you're like really stuck in it. Like baby food. I don't know anything about baby food. Yeah. Um, until you really realize just how processed yeah. food is. Then you become the expert. Then you become the expert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's stuff we've learned with our bars too that, you know, what began as problem for ourselves that we were trying to solve the more we dig into it the more we talk to people the more we realize that other people 
not only are all kind of dissatisfied with the bars they eat, uh, but lots of people also eat them for breakfast or for lunch or, you know, want something healthy to take on the go with them mm-hmm. that's super quick and super easy. And so it's kind of cool that, you know, something that began just as a problem we were solving for ourselves really ends up being a problem we can solve for lots of people. You guys don't understand how, like, this directly impacts me. I eat bars all the time. Omega is a really big one for me. Yep. Uh, and then a few few other local ones. But like you said, one might be high in protein, have oats, have one or two good things in it, then there's the sugar, so yeah, I'm excited to try one of these things. So what do you have? Why don't with? we, yeah, why don't we uh, take it. a little pause and each of us choose a bar. Can yeah. you tell us about the one? Let's try here? one. Yeah. Let's all try one right now. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Um, and then maybe on when um, oh, let's see. after we sampled them, want to talk about the packaging, mm-hmm. the picture and stuff. So we I have, have tell us about the three different kind you have here. First you have the cherry cashew. The cherry cashew was our first bar. And then we've got the cacao sea salt and also peanut butter. Yeah, you gotta go with the cacao sea salt first. Arenal Volcano peanut yeah. butter. Yeah, so yes. it's Arenal Volcano Arnal. in Costa Rica. Arenal. Yep. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Which is part yeah. of our story. So, gluten free. Yeah, and each bar, just as you're trying them there, each bar will have 15 grams of protein. Um, it's all pea protein. And one of the cool things about pea protein is that it has all the essential amino acids in it. So, you know, it's, it's a fantastic mm. source of protein. Um, they all have 9 to 11 grams of fiber in them. They mm-hmm. also all have, you know, some dates, kale. Tapioca um, fiber as well. Tapioca <laughs> fiber. This is good. Yeah. There's, I like this. Yeah, everything is natural. Mm-hmm. There's nothing artificial in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit of honey that acts as a binder, mm-hmm. which, as I mentioned earlier, is, is that where the, the most sugar, natural source. That's where all the sugar comes so from? So the sugar comes yeah. from the honey or the dates. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and so the cacao sea salt one, mm. oh, yeah. those chocolate chips in there are actually pure cacao. Nice. Whoa. So there isn't any sugar added to them to make them like chocolate chips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's actually pure cacao chips. Yeah. yeah. So I'm eating the cacao sea salt, Greg. You're eating mm. which one? Mushful. Peanut butter. Peanut butter? Mm-hmm. And I'm eating the cherry so we cashew all. Mm-hmm. just because... That was your first, that was your baby. It that was. was our baby. And this is yeah. really good, by the way. Thank you. Mm. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, they're they're really filling, and, you know, that was kind of the idea to have a very filling bar with lots of protein, lots of nutrition in it, you know, that's great for busy days or hiking or whatever you might be doing. And it's yeah. not like one has more fiber, or I guess like... There's a slight difference in fiber. Yeah. Um, but all of them have 15 grams of protein and only 10 grams of sugar from wow. Um, wow. honey, which honey is low glycemic. Mm-hmm. So what a lot of people don't realize when you're eating a bar that has sugar alcohols, depending on like the type of sugar alcohol, that can um, really hike up your uh, blood glucose level just as high as other sugars can if not higher Mm. so we were really intentional about keeping it as just a little bit of organic clover honey yeah wow i really like the consistency too it's not it's not too chewy it's not too hard it's just the right amount cool yeah i appreciate it yeah that was 
That's definitely been our struggle. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I bet. There's a lot that goes into it. So what's the what's the deal with the, the packaging? What's, yeah. what's the story behind that? Yeah, so you're mentioning RNL Volcano. So each mm-hmm. of our wrappers, um, we really wanted to encompass a little bit more of our story and our brand uh, being mm-hmm. um, a brand that encourages healthy lifestyles and just being outside and active and doing fun things so each of our wrappers features a place that we've hiked Hmm. Um, and then we tell our story on the back of each of them um, about the location so we've got one featuring costa rica the one you're eating features hawaii and then that one's the columbia river River gorge so for those for for the listeners when you get one of these bars kind of pay attention to the picture Mm -hmm. read in the top right corner where the picture is taken by you and then if you flip the uh, flip the flap in the back, <laughs> in the back on the wrapper, flap. there's the story. Yeah. Yeah, and so each of those pictures is a picture that either Anna or I took ourselves. That's awesome. Very you cool. took this? Yeah. Yep. With all the pinks and stuff? Yep. Yeah. That is something else. So what do these things sell for? Yep. Yeah, so at HEB, they'll be two fifty a bar. Okay. Um, yeah, yep. two pretty for on five. par with. Pretty work. on par with all. Yeah. Garcia. And then online, you can buy them online as well. They're available yeah. on our website as well. Yep. Um, I've done it and it's easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. You guys got that nailed too. <laughs> Anna built the entire website. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. And we've got subscriptions available if you want to get recurring orders. Pretty easy. That's smart. How many of these bad boys do you today? <laughs> That's a good question. Do you, I'm do you get sick addicted. of them? Or I'm sure you guy it varies probably, right? I think, uh, I, I, think don't know. I might eat, eat a lot. two a day. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 It's good I, stuff. You could easily eat three or four of these things. At least I could. Yeah. That should tell you something, yeah. folks. And I mean, that was one thing that we wanted. You know, we wanted it to be a bar that you could eat regularly, like all the time. If I just ate these bars, I'd get a good amount of nutrition and it'd be great. Because even bars that are out there that aren't bad for you, you're also missing out on a lot of nutrition sure. and a lot of other stuff that you should be eating. You know, so take RX bar for instance. It's got, you know, some fruit in it, some nuts, and maybe some egg whites. It's not bad for you, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have any vegetables. You know, it's lower in fiber. You know, it's missing out on all these other kinds of things that really. You know, I feel like Meat. it should be in a bar. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah plus, sugar plus you know, the sugar to protein ratio is not as balanced as ours is. You know, most bars out there have more sugar than protein, and that was a standard that you know we wanted to make sure with our bars that they had significantly more protein than sugar. Yeah. Cool. So, um, you might have noticed when we were doing when I was doing the intro, we mentioned that we interview those you know small businesses and those making a an impact in the community so obviously you're making a huge impact locally and hopefully very soon worldwide or you know however wherever you can spread this thing (laughs) yeah what are you doing or what plans do you have to make an impact other than just getting the bars out do you do you have a vision or or plans in that regard yeah, I think that's one of the things that makes me most excited about building a brand. Um, we want our brand to be very purposeful. And so I feel like 
building a company like this gives us such an incredible platform totally. to give back. Um, and so, so far we've gotten connected with some local nonprofits around here. We got connected with um, an anti-human trafficking organization. Wow. Um, yeah, that works locally here in Austin, but we really love to partner with other like-minded organizations. Um, one thing I'm just really passionate about is um, empowering other small businesses and entrepreneurs who are doing the same thing as us because that's a really tough grind. And oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of the best ways that you can contribute to your local community is by reinvesting by starting a business. Um, so. I think that's really something that gets us excited um, when you think about something that motivates you day in and day out to keep going is um, what kind of <clears throat> impact you can have by giving back. Um, Greg, was, Greg was going to ask you what your big why was, but I think you just told us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. yeah, especially I, I personally want to be able to have a platform to um, encourage other women-owned businesses um, especially in the funding world mm -hmm. women receive only two percent of wow. investment mm -hmm. uh, and yet have massive purchasing power and so I think that there's a lot of opportunity to um, you know shine a light on that and give women more of a voice to start small businesses and oh, I saw on your website there was a mompreneur yeah, we Link. got hooked up with them. Um, it's a. Are they local? They're not local. Um, they had reached out to us. It's a. They're based out of Atlanta, but do organize do networking events um, okay. for women entrepreneurs across the country. It's just like a platform for um, working moms to just get out and network um, within their community, and it also provides their kids a. Easy to do activity while they're networking. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's always great to see, and when companies are, I mean, you're, you're in the thick of things right now, but you still have that thought of giving back and finding ways to do that to yeah. contribute. Yeah. And your hubby's very supportive. <laughs> I do my best. Yeah. So what does, I guess, since we kind of know what you're the ultimate idea is to give back in many ways it seems like what does the company look like in a dream world in five years from now you know, what, 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 how can you guys see this really taking off yeah I think we'd love you know for it to become a brand that's you know nationally distributed that you know is solving you know this problem on a national level where you're helping people eat healthy on a regular basis um, have great on the go meals and things like that and I think, you know, at that level, there's just become so many more opportunities to kind of do the things that Anna's been talking about. Um, so I think that would be our, our five-year dream is to do something like that. Awesome. Yeah. How about from like a product standpoint, though? From a product standpoint, we need a few more flavors. <laughs> Some more flavors. <laughs> How many? <laughs> well, we've been talking about adding a couple already. Um, Talk about you know maybe even combining like the cacao and the peanut butter one, maybe oh. like a cacao peanut butter one. What? So that might be the next one, but we'll probably add you know quite a few more flavors. Give us some insider. What else? What else do you see in the works? Yeah, we want to. Yeah. Yeah. We want to break some good juicy yeah. news here. 
<laughs> we thought about a chocolate espresso. Oh, yeah. I think that would be really good. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cold brew for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Chocolate espresso. Yeah. Yep. Yum. Yeah, so I think there'll be some, some fun flavors coming down the road. Um, and longer term, you know, there may be some other kind of, you know, food-related products in this market that we go after. You know, maybe it's you know more of a kid-themed bar yeah. or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. we've, as Anna was saying, it's really resonated with moms who can you know give the bars to their kids and things Absolutely. like that because the kids like it, and they're also secretly eating peas and kale and stuff like yeah, that, which, that which they don't notice they're eating, but it's really good for them. So I think there might be an opportunity there for you know expansion in the near future. Yeah, I mean I have a an almost two year old daughter, and getting her to eat anything is, I mean it's going to be the death of my wife because she just like tries and tries. So like even one of these bars, if it already came in little bite sized pieces, mm-hmm. then it's a snack for the you know it's like right yeah it, it's, it's it's like so having easy. goldfish in their in their little cup instead mm-hmm. of right actual goldfish it's healthy yeah so i think you're yep. definitely in yeah yeah. yeah so I, I think you know we envision a few more product lines kind of around that that same concept of you know helping people eat healthy you know in more ways and you know targeting kids and adults you know separately so i think there's a lot of opportunities there awesome so do you guys have any big influences or mentors, whether it's people you listen to, you know, authors, podcasts, YouTubers. authors, or family, <laughs> you know, any, anyone that you go to for inspiration and advice? Yeah. Um, I listen to a lot of different podcasts, uh, like Taste Radio, um, listen to Jessica Honegger's um her podcast and her book, Imperfect Courage. Um, I get a lot of inspiration too from uh, historical um, biographies and or historical fiction. Um, one particular book that I, when I think about things that are really hard and how tough of running a business is, um, just the day in and day out. Uh, there's a have you read the book Unbroken by Laura Hillenbrand? Um, there's a movie that came out. Yeah, I saw that. the movie. Like, I think about people like that. Uh, so her book, um, Laura Hillenbrand, with I wrote a book on um, this World War II vet, Luis Zamperini, who um, was a POW, and his plane crashed. Um, it was. I don't know if it was in Guam or it was outside. Um, I think it was in Guam, and he was captured by the Japanese and tortured. And in, in the meantime, he um, was attacked by sharks multiple times. I think he was. Wild. He ended up surviving um, like 40 days uh, in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Just like this incredible story. And I think about people like that who've been tortured and going through. Um, it just like incredible stories of exhibiting human spirit. Like how the hell like, they How do you survive? That. And Seems. then I look at myself and I'm like, okay, I can keep going. Like it's just a movie, but you see at the end of the movie how skinny and just beat up he was. It was yeah, just, it was wild. So Greg just introduced yeah. us to uh, a really good book and podcast that I'm like blasting everywhere because I just got through it. It's called Can't Hurt Me. Greg. 
tell him about this. Oh yeah, David Goggins. Have we all ever? Oh yeah, yeah. I, did we, you get a taste I, of that book? I listened to somebody we, interview we him on a, a podcast. podcast. Yeah. You talked to Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's incredible. So you gotta check out his book. Can't okay. hurt me. Uh, it's it's kind of a so they read through the book, then they also talk. They break it down after each chapter, and it's almost a podcast in it. I listen to the Audible, so they just kind of get more in depth on some of the topics. And then there's, I think there's nine challenges um, throughout the book. And so each of the challenges are like, it's not just a motivating story. It's it's actual pen to paper. Here's actionable items that you can use and implement in order to like change your life. I went skydiving awesome. on Sunday because of this guy. I'm not even kidding. No. no. Yeah. That's yeah. why you did that? It was a big part Dude, of it. that's awesome. Well, that's it wasn't awesome. exactly why I did it. Like, we yeah. did, my... my um, good friend my roommate had a, a birthday and woke up that day what what do you what do you want to do today and he said jump out of a plane we were joking for a long time about it but we were like we should do this mm-hmm. and he thought he was kidding and i was like let's go do it i called my brother was my brother was really more adamant than me he started making excuses not to do it and i was like this is exactly why we're going to do it i just read this awesome book we're going to go face our fear our biggest fear because it's i mean it's a huge fear yeah yeah and then sure enough, we did it. It was awesome. So anyway, awesome. check yeah. out Can't Hurt Me. If you like Unbroken, you're going to love what this guy, I mean, he's running on broken legs, like crazy stories, right? wild stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's incredible. That yeah. yeah, it reminds me of like the mind-body connection, like how important and powerful your mind is. Like we got into rock climbing and one of the things that um, just shocked me about that is the fact that you can test your body in so many different ways. And like you know logically that you're attached to this rope and if you fall it, it can't hurt you you know you have to trust the person who's belaying you mm-hmm. but yet there's moments where you don't think you can like reach your leg over into this little crack or reach your arm up and you'd be surprised what your body can do you can oh, yeah. just push it further you just keep going mind over matter hey, what was he saying David Goggins was saying you use about people get to about 40% of their capability until they their their mind and body is telling them we can't do it my arms can't lift up anymore but really you have he believes about 60% more to go and he's I mean I'm telling you the stories you hear he's tested the limits um, so it's pretty cool anyway sorry to interrupt but how about yourself do you have any influencers or yeah so for me um I'm an avid reader, so nice. it's, you know, it would definitely be, you know, some historical figures and things like that. I read a lot of uh, biographies, so I've been going through Ron Chernow biographies lately, so he did one on uh, Grant, which was really cool. Um, I read one on Rockefeller um, called Titan. and That's a long one. Yeah, right? they're, they're both... Pushing the book. thousand pages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stag, yeah. man. How many books did you read this year? Or, oh, or should I say last year? Probably just one because it was so long. <laughs> 60 in a year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So every day, that's what you do before night when you wake I, up? Or? I read pretty much every day. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Read or audible? I always read. Yeah. I like the hard. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's on my phone, cool. but I usually like it either on my Kindle or like a physical copy better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you have a library card? No. Dude. <laughs> the library is like the greatest 
thing. I was an elementary school teacher, and I would always tell my kids to get a library card. And I was like, I don't have a library card, so I went and got one. And I go to the library all the time. It's great. You yeah. smell? Yeah, we need to take advantage of that more. We smell of a library. Yeah, we've gone over there to work sometimes because oh, yeah. it's so awesome. Yeah, I have yeah. still not been, and it's supposed to be epic, right? The to library, the downtown one. So nice. How yeah. is that? You yeah. need to go. Yeah, so we go up onto the top floor where there's like an outdoor garden. That's and like work outside there. It's awesome. now there's a lot of construction, so it's. Can we do? A, <laughs> can we do an episode at the library? There? Yeah. Let's do it. We should consider that. Yeah. So I want to know what, speaking of, you know, libraries and things out in Austin, what's y'all's favorite thing to do in Austin? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's so I can so tell you, I can tell you Anna's favorite thing. Please? <laughs> yeah. Anna's favorite thing is eating barbecue. Oh, yes. no. Wait, wait, wait. You have to back that up. <laughs> barbecue, barbecue or tacos? tacos. Oh, yeah. well, that's, well, one we of, that's some of our favorite things. <laughs> those here. So and, when yeah. we were talking about leaving Michigan and moving someplace else, the two places on our list were Denver and Austin. And so I was kind of making a list to like help us compare. And at the top of my list, I put you know food things. And I was like, you know, Austin has barbecue and tacos, and Denver has. And I didn't even get that far. Before I'd said anything else, Anna goes, Austin. <laughs> It's got barbecue and tacos, yeah. that's it. <laughs> it's that What's high your up favorite, there. What's wow. your favorite barbecue spots? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, we still need to go to so many more. I feel like there's so many to go to here. There are. Yeah. 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 What do you like What like offhand? What, what place do you remember the most? I mean, I we've we, been to. We've probably been to Salt Lake the most. Yeah. Just because it's... Like whenever friends cool experience. Now, it's, it's like a more of experience. an experience. Yeah. Salt Lake is really yeah. good. Franklin's is good. We did take one Saturday and do like a taco comparison though. Okay. And we went around Tacos to different taco places. Excited, oh, yeah. And we like just like got one or two tacos at like all these different places and like tried them all out. So what yeah. what'd you come up with? So Papalote is really good. They mm-hmm. like yeah. amazing. Yeah, South Lamar, they have just like a lot of variety within each of their tacos. You get a lot more in there. But, I mean, the sauces at Taco Deli, you can't beat that. Uh, Torchies has the best queso, although that's different. Right here. Come on. (laughs) Boom. He loves that. There's not. That's the best queso I've had yet. Have you guys had Pueblo Viejo? No. Oh, you gotta try that. It's that cosmic, that? cosmic that? coffee. Oh, okay. they have some they have Pueblo Viejo. Yes, yeah. okay. And they have Tommy Want Wingy, which we've had on the show before too. Oh yeah. Um, but you should try out Pueblo okay. Viejo. It's right yeah. off South Congress, yeah. And it's South Congress near Cosmic, you said, or uh, it's it's in the co- Cosmic oh, right Coffee. There? It's in the little okay. And there's like a rock climbing yeah facility there, brewery, all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's in that little. Haven't been to that one yet. Right. Check it out. Have you had Las Troncas? It's a food truck on the east side. Well, no. I haven't been there. No. Oh, so Is it good. in a food truck park? No, no. it's by itself. No. Yeah, okay. it's by itself. So that one is really cool because it's really good, uh, but they're also like half the price of everywhere else. Yeah. So we can get yeah. a lot of tacos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you go to some places, $2 it's like tacos. $13 for two tacos. Yeah. Yeah. No. I have Taco Deli at least three or four times a week, and I'm always like, that was a little pricey. It was really good, <laughs> but I could go to you know my other spots and and save a few bucks. But yeah, Las Trancas has Pretty two dollar tacos. Seriously. Okay. The first yeah. question I asked Greg when I 
saw that they were plant-based food bars, I was like, are they vegan? <laughs> just, not that there's anything wrong with yeah. that, but I just wanted to make sure that, you know, yeah, if we got into barbecue talk, you yeah. guys would be offended. <laughs> we're not vegan, um, but no. we do really understand and appreciate the benefits of a plant-based diet. I think you have to just understand your body. Everyone's different. Um, personally, I think that I tend to be worse, so I just I like simplicity and thinking about two-thirds of my plate should be vegetables and keep a third to mm-hmm. my meat portion and just keep it easy like that. I don't believe in restrictive diets and totally in favor of food freedom, but everyone's different. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. And just a couple of the ingredients we didn't even talk about. Almonds, quinoa, pea protein, dates, kale. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's your base in most of them, right? Yep. Yeah. Cherries and the one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, yeah. come on. And part of the other thing with the pea protein was that, you know, not only does it provide you know, a good amount of protein, not only does it have all the amino acids, but when we were talking about trying to find like very natural ingredients to add, um, you know, other sources of, you know, powdered protein uh, end up being much more processed than the pea protein is. You know, so if you get a, you know, a milk-based protein, there's more that's gone into it to turn that into protein powder. Sure. That has gone into it. like a whey protein. Yeah, right. Which you know, also causes gastrointestinal you know, uh, yeah. issues. Yeah. yeah. So we felt like there was just a ton of advantages to using a plant-based protein powder. As long as we could find a plant-based powder that provided enough protein, uh, which we felt like the pea protein definitely did. Well, and yeah. isn't the quinoa packed with protein too, right? Yep. Yeah. And there's some protein in that. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, yeah. folks, it's time for a game. I hope you're ready. We're it's about, a quick to, way. We're about right. to fire it up real quick. And it is quick. Yeah. So this is rapid fire. And you can only answer with one word. And you both get to a- a- answer with a word. All right. Okay. Ready, boys? Ready. We're just going to come. We're going to Ready. Fire right right. Best chicken wings in town. Uh, none? I don't need chicken wings. <laughs> Next! Next! N.A. N.A. <laughs> Best beer in town. Oh. <laughs> or what's your favorite beer? Either works. I, I like Lazarus. Um, Lazarus! Ooh. What about you? Good. Man, I don't know that I can top that. I'll have to go with Lazarus. Alright. Not Lone Star? <laughs> <laughs> Best date spot or favorite date spot. Oh, it's good. Mm. Um, that doesn't have peanut butter tortillas. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going as rapid as we thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Best date spot. Well, you can answer mm. separately. It doesn't Uchi. have to be a joint. Yeah, you can. Uchi? Oh, that's a good one. Good call. Um, this isn't one answer, though. Honestly, I am thinking sitting and watching the sunset at uh, Mount Benel. Okay. Nice. Okay. A romantic. What? Yeah. Lake Austin or Lake Travis? Lake Austin. Lake Austin. Yeah. Craig, chicken or beef? Oh, I skipped that one for a reason, bro. <laughs> beef. That's so funny. Torchies or Taco Deli? If you had to destroy one of the businesses and only eat one of them. Yeah. Oh, I love both of them, but I'm gonna go with Taco Deli. Oh. Fair enough. 
I'm keeping Same. taco deli. Taco deli. When Same. you eat your guac, do you like it mild or spicy? Mild. Mm -hmm. Spicy. Mild? Spicy? Good, good, good. Oh. Christmas presents on the day of or Christmas Eve? <laughs> day of. Day of. Day of. Okay. Cool. Alamo, Draft House, Movieplex, or I pick. Alamo, Draft House. Alamo. I never even been to the other two. Best place in Austin to take a selfie. Singing the I love you so much, Meryl, that's a good one. That's a good one. one. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm. Shonda takes selfies. Congress Bridge. South yeah. Congress Bridge? Yeah. There you go. Okay. You got the, the Bat Bridge. The, the Bat Bridge. Yep. Yeah. Beauty. Well, there you have it. Thanks that was for quick. playing. A bunch of random <laughs> questions. <laughs> Thank you. To get you, you know, that was not really that was not quick. <laughs> We, we, we go all over the place. So that's, that's one thing you need that to know. Funny. Well, listen. This is great. You guys were... Yeah, appreciate, appreciate Thank you. Thank you. Guys. Thanks yeah. for having Thank us. you. And the fact that we're sitting here surrounded by box of, three boxes of plant-based... I am a new customer. I'm serious. I love it. <laughs> I've been eating Night, things thin. At 100 mm -hmm. yep. These are good. Yeah. Boom. Those have, I think, five more. It's like 20 grams of protein. but They have a variety, depending on which ones you buy. Yeah, yeah. They have, a, I think, like a f more fiber one with lower protein. But, yeah. yes, these are these are delicious. I'm sold. Awesome. Um, well, thank you. Thank you. So I mentioned our weekly brew is a developing story in Austin. And Greg likes to introduce it as the... Oh, the weekly brew, brew, brew. <laughs> <laughs> he gets going with it. So I think they like it more than I like it. <laughs> it is the end of an era for one of Austin's most iconic burger joints. Maybe you guys have tried yeah. it out. Have you heard After of 80 years in business, Hutt's Hamburgers. You been to Hutt's? West Sixth Street. I haven't been. Okay. West Sixth. They haven't yeah. been here that long, so yeah. There's a lot for them to try. We've only been here a year. Oh, they. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought you were talking about Hutt's. I was like, 80 years. That's wow. Long. So uh, they're actually closing in October. Favorite package store, a liquor shop that also sits on that property, will also shutter at the end of this year. Um, Hutt's first opened, they actually opened on South Congress in 1939. And the current location where they are now opened in 1969 after the original owner, Homer Hutt Hudson, that's where the name comes from, bought the lease of the former Picante Mexican restaurant. Mm. So now it's owned by Mike and Kim Hutchinson. Hutchinson. They took it over. Hut yeah. yeah. I was like, was that one of the prerequisites for the new ownership? Was yeah. to have Hut in your name? So they took it over in 1981. In a statement, Mike Hutchinson said it was time to let the long-running business go. Quote, Hutz has been a major part of our lives, and we have loved running the business, but after 38 years, we're ready to move in a different direction. Dang. End quote. So Hutz actually opened at the airport, the Austin airport. So if you've never been, your chance is still here. Go to the go to the original, the original. or I guess second original. Go to that one before because it closed in October, so you got some time. And then rumor has it there's a new culinary hotspot that's going to fill the space, and there's speculation that one of Austin's major hospitality groups. I don't really know the the ins and outs of the hospitality groups in Austin, but no. um, one of them's eyeing the location. So 
million dollar question. You've already expressed that you love food. I know we, the three of us, love food. What type of restaurant would you guys like to see go into the Hutt's Hamburger spot on West 6th, happening area? I can answer that for you for them. It's, it's barbecue. A, a cross between barbecue and tacos. That would be, awesome. be a barbecue and tacos. This. Barbecue tacos. What? Perfect. Yes. Holy smokes. That's it. What do you think? I think you read that? my mind. I was going to I was going to go a completely different direction oh. and say like a really good Thai restaurant. <laughs> we have Sway. There's, yeah, there's there's, yeah Sway is pretty good. I know, and but Thai not Thai. like yeah. downtown. Sway downtown. is really good. I, I do I think that there's opportunity for more Asian restaurants yes. in Austin. Especially downtown. I would downtown. welcome that. I like Vietnamese food. I've been eating that yeah. like crazy lately. Really Coco's good. Cafe. Mm. Anyways. Right. Either barbecue or, or Asian. Maybe some yeah. Vietnamese. Get Sounds good. Well, folks... Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed getting to know Anna and Sean Sullivan with Real Food Bar. Make sure to check out their Instagram at Real Food Bar and their website, realfoodbar.com. We've also got some great interviews scheduled in the upcoming weeks that you won't want to miss. Remember to subscribe on iTunes. That way you get a little notification when our latest episode comes out each week. We love a five-star rating if deserved. And please don't forget to follow us on Instagram at What's Brewing ATX. Until next time, Austin. Cheers. Cheers. Cling.